Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. It's so evident. It's so obvious. It's so beautiful. So beautiful that we can be in your presence. That we can sing, that we can worship, that we can partake of the communion, that we can know Jesus. You, our friend, our hope, our help, our darling, our everything. So in this moment, we enter into your word. And as we enter into your word, Father... We ask that you will make Jesus manifest in all ways. And that by your spirit, we will get even closer and closer to you. Tonight, Heavenly Father, we, we want your hand. We want your touch. That even he who has come not expecting anything, will get out of this place saying, surely I was touched by the hand of God. And so, yes, have your way, Father, and do what only you can do in this place. So we are excited for that and give you glory in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we declare that we love you. We declare our everlasting love for you. Father, we declare that we love you. We declare our everlasting love for you father we declare we declare our everlasting love for you father we declare that we love you we declare everlasting love for you. And we will say that you are good. And all the miracles you've done have brought us joy. Oh, for we are changed. And all the hope we have, we place in you right now. And we will say. And we will say that you are good And all the miracles you've done Now brought us joy Oh, for we are changed And all the hope we have 
we're blessing you right now. Again, Father, we declare, Father, we declare that we'll love you. We declare a lasting love for you. Oh, Father, we that we love you we declare a everlasting love for you we declare a everlasting love for you oh we declare a everlasting love for you. Wow. Wow. Let's give him a hand clap, Jesus. Let's give him a hand clap. Woo! So last time when I was here, I told you I had a sermon, but I will preach it today, so I'm here to preach it. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, uh, I'm, I, anybody looking forward to the day of prayer like I am? I, 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 I don't know. For some reason, I'm excited about that day. Uh, I can see some things that God is going to do, even on that day, that I feel like jumping in there, but I know. So that day, that yeah, Saturday. It's is this the Saturday, right? It's this Saturday. Just, just be here. Praise the Lord. Um, but last time I shared with you, and I told you that one of the things that has uh, really taken a lot of my interest, especially since I gave my life to Jesus Christ, is the subject of prayer. But I did not tell you why I am so fascinated by the subject of prayer, or why I've been so taken by the subject of prayer and, uh, and really investigated into it a lot. But here is the reason. And the, the reason for that is uh, Jesus. It's that simple. And yet, to me, it's that profound. It's this man. This man, Jesus. This God, Jesus. This amazingness, this incredibleness called Jesus. This person, this indescribable. Like we've sung, unstoppable, unchangeable. This Man, this God, this Jesus. I've been so always fascinated by Jesus. I want to know him. I just don't want to know of him. I want to know him. You know, I've grown up with stories of men and women that have encountered him that have this relationship with him that 
strangely feels closer than I've had. I don't know if anybody identifies. And I've heard men speak of Jesus and there has been a detachment because for me, at the, as we start out, it seemed like he is Jesus and I am here. But then I've heard of men and women that, have, that speak of Jesus and it's like he's here. And the thing about all those guys and girls is that they will still talk about prayer as a way of us just being with him. And so because of my fascination with Jesus, I've always been attracted to the Gospels. I've always been attracted uh, to the encounters that men in the scripture have had with Jesus. And the reason is, I want to encounter Jesus. I desire that he touch me in the same way he has touched others. And then I find Paul who becomes quite an interesting character because Paul has encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus and then we find him years later still saying, I want to know him. And it just seems like the encounter that men have with Jesus just leads them into a deeper desire and a deeper longing to encounter more of him. But yet, again, I have observed a thing around me and around church where men have been around Jesus, have been in church, and yet they still do not exhibit the same hunger, the same desire, the same fascination, the same thirst for more of him. And to me, all those things are running and I'm saying, how do you even reconcile that? But then, I refuse to be one of those that get, get satisfied with because there is more. Okay, help me preach to your neighbor because you got it here. Your neighbor didn't tell their neighbor. There is more. No, 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 no. No, you can't. You, I want you to say it like the preacher because you're helping me preach. I want you to say it like the preacher said. Hey, neighbor, there is more. Come on. There is more. And then there is this episode in scripture that I find of a guy that we don't know this guy's name, but he's in the scriptures and he met Jesus. In Luke chapter 18, 
Let's start with verses 35. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as he was nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitudes, the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus Christ of Nazareth passes by. Now, this man is, we know him as Bartimaeus. But that is not his name. They did not know his name. Nobody knew his name. They knew his dad. They did not know his name. They knew his dad's name. So everybody knew there is a guy who sits there. And his name is, no, his father is Timaeus. So he's Bar, son of Timaeus. But then, Jesus Christ is coming close to Jericho. Now, Jesus has been coming in and out of Jericho should understand and this episode he's been going in and coming out and one episode is where he meets Zacchaeus he's going in he's coming out and this time he's coming back in and as Jesus Christ comes back in there is a multitude somebody say multitude multitude, multitude means many people right so there is many people there are many people that are with Jesus. But none of them is Jesus stopping for. They are all part of the crowd. And they are all going. Let's go with Jesus. Yeah, we are Jesus. They are called Jesus. They are called Jesus. Come on, say it as it is. When you follow someone, you are called a. And so all this multitude is a. Exactly. By show of hand, how many of us are Jesus followers? Uh, oh. Do you hear the song, eh? We are a crowd of Like we, we follow, we go. We are followers. Be careful of simply being a what? Being part of the crowd. Because sometimes there is a danger that you, you, you are so close to someone but you miss that person. And it is possible that you can be so near and yet so far. There is a reason why whenever Jesus went, there was always a multitude. And among this multitude, there were 
Men who were sick, hungry, like all sorts of things. Others simply fascinated by his teachings. But almost many, almost all of them needed something from the Lord. But then there is this blind man. A certain, yeah? A certain blind man. He is not following. He is not part of the crowd. But he is sitting somewhere begging. And then he hears a thundering. He hears a stamping. And it feels like many people are passing by. And he stops some of them. Says, guys, I hear something. What could this mean? What could this be? And they tell him that, listen, it is Jesus of Nazareth that is passing by. Now, here's one thing I would like for you to understand. If you are going to have, if we are going to have an encounter with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and Jesus Christ is, instead of simply being a follower and simply being part of the crowd, you need to come to a place where you understand what is taking place and press into the floor. May I say that again? Understand what is taking place. And once you understand what is taking place, you press into the flow of what's going on. Because it is possible for you to be familiar with all the processes, the procedures, and the songs, and the relics, and the scriptures, and the texts, so, so familiar with them, but yet they don't work in you, and for you, and... You understand? And part of the reason is, you know what is going on, but you haven't pressed in into what is going on. Like you are, yeah, man, it is good, God is here. Yeah, God is here. Oh, you are like, you see, everybody, uh, everybody is raising their hands. Some people are shedding tears and, and others are jumping around and you're watching them and you, you're like, man, something is happening to them. <laughs> well, I'll wait. My turn will come. You watch. And that's not the way it works. The way it works is you come to a place, you understand what is going on. And once you understand what is going on, press into the flow of what is going on. If you don't feel it, just raise your hands. When you raise your hands and you don't, you don't sense it, you are like, God, I know you are here. I know you are here. Why am I not sensing anything? 
How come I, how come I'm, I, I, we have this phrase, eh? but locally have this phrase, I am so dry, eh? So yeah, you, why am I so dry? I'm getting wet now, I'm getting wet. Yeah, like, you understand, let me tell you, when he's here, he is here. And there are things that unlock his presence. You worship, the presence is so unlocked. You understand, he is here. And so because he is here, how dare you simply sit and let it pass? Like you are missing onto something. Seriously, you're missing onto something. We are tapping into, like you're seeing people are standing up, they are shaking, the, like definitely something. You might not feel it, you might not see it, you might not know what it is, but something is happening, right? And if something is happening, it better not leave you where you are. You are like, ah, I am not, I refuse to be the one left behind in this thing. I know, God, you are doing something. And because God, you are doing something. I am going with you. Hallelujah. And so Batmaius asks, guys, what is going on? And they tell him, Jesus, not every Jesus, but the particular one of Nazareth is passing by. And he has heard, the man has given sight to the blind. The man has made the lame to walk. The man has healed the diseases. The man has done what has been impossible for others to do. And he knows one thing. He knows how to beg. And so he cries out. And he starts crying out and saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then the crowd. Whom did you, what, who are the crowd? I asked, say that Jesus followers. And the crowd, who are the crowd? They begin to rebuke him. They begin to rebuke him. Let me tell you people. You people. We are in church. Right? Let me tell you. Even if you came with your husband and wife. When you come to church. Understand where you have come. Because these, these neighbors of ours. They can look at you funny. But they don't know that you woke up at 3 a.m. And you couldn't sleep. They don't know how your day has been that day. They don't know where you come from. They don't, they don't understand. They see you and they, they put you in a category. And then you come and you try to reach out to the one who can help you. And they're like, hmm. Hmm. Is he in his right mind? You even begin to see them like Balokole know how to rebuke without saying a word, right? And I am trying to reach out to something. 
I am trying to get to somewhere. I am trying to reach out to in ways that I know how to. But the brother is looking at me funny. And so the man cries out. Listen, for years, consider this. For years, they had been walking by this man. No one stopped to ever ask, by the way, what's your name? (laughs) To them, he is a certain blind man. Consider, for years, the guy has been walking around. I mean, they've been walking past him. And every now and then throwing a coin to him. But no one has really stopped to say, man, what exactly do you need? So listen, sometimes we are so caught up in trying to please people who are not even bothered about whatever is going on around us. Who have no idea what is going on. You, and you're trying to keep your cool when you actually should just be wasted. And to the one who is going to help you, he is waiting for a voice that no other voice has ever spoken. He is waiting to hear an utterance that has never come. And so, but Myers begins to say, Jesus, son of David. And they rebuke him and they said, you should hold your peace. Keep quiet. But he cried out so much more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And so here is my point to you today. When you come in his presence, you've got to have an aggressiveness that defies shame. Let me tell you, your accolades don't work in his presence. He's more elevated than you are. Like he has seen, like God, yeah? God has seen honors, glories, powers, dominions, whatever it might be. He, he is higher than it. And, and so, for you to try to keep your cool, you're not impressing him. You might impress the guy next to you, but they have nothing for you. You know that. The person who has whatever you need is you go down, he lifts you up. Uh Uh-huh. You know, David understood this so well. That when the ark came, the guy danced until he was naked. And when his wife looked at him and says, how dare you? The king of all kings. He said, I'll be even more. Hey, you guys, do you read the Bible, eh? I will be even more undignified than this because I know who brought me where I am. I know who placed me where I am. I know who put me on the throne and it's not me. I know who has lifted me. I know who has raised me up. I know who has given me the honors I have. I know. Come on, somebody say yes. And so, to encounter him, you have to come to a place where you can debase yourself in his presence. You have to have an aggressiveness that defies shame. These these people, I'm in your presence. Father, waste me. Ah, 
I'll give you a story. So, still a teenager, I think, around senior six, about, about around there. We would go for you, for youth ministry, youth fellowships in the evening, and they used to, we used to pray. And, and so, they would get, we would come to that place where the, the preacher comes and lays hands on people and they fall and they are doing all these different funny things that the Holy Spirit usually makes people do. And, and, and I kept watching these guys like this and I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't he just meet me? When I just sit, can't he just, he's God, he can do anything. I mean, <laughs> Remember how last time I told you I used to make my lists? Remember, for those who were here, my lists of prayer. So I love to pray, but privately and when it came to these things where like he touches you and you ah, I'm like uh -uh. don't look at your neighbor don't don't look at your neighbor just keep your eyes here and this man looks at me and says young man I I see something come and our church was a tent these tents that had these poles these big poles so I Wema, yes so I came and I held on the because I had seen him Let's go back in the scriptures. <laughs> Listen, the point is this. <laughs> you have to have an aggressiveness that defies shame. That's the point. So do you see me holding the pole? Yes. Now let's get back to the word. <laughs> Guys, let me preach the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
this man Moses I'm coming back on Saturday <laughs> So what's the point You see, see the problem. All of all of you in the front care a lot, and the ones in the back are like, let the front people do the work for us. <laughs> They're like, there's a reason. <laughs> the aggressive ones sat in the front. So anyhow, I'm, I'm holding the pole. And I guess this man looks at me and sees there's something I'm trying to preserve. He gets off his coat and throws it at me. I don't know what was in that coat. <laughs> Now, Gaba Community Church where I was, uh, for those of you who have been there, you've seen that building, began running around that church. Not inside. Not inside. Outside. And I was running and I was running and I was... I was, in my mind, I was telling myself, Alex, stop. But I was just going. But I am telling you <laughs> that that was the day. That was the week. Because I had developed a habit of going away and locking myself away to pray. That was the week. The Spirit of God filled me so heavy. Began to speak in tongues. The day I began to speak in tongues, the day I began to prophesy and have the word of knowledge and, and begin to see God use my life. I'm trying to tell you, listen, this, this encounter with this man, Jesus Christ, If you are going to encounter him, you've got to let the shame, like this self-preservation. And by shame, I'm, I'm talking about that self-preservation. How will they see? Who will? Um, uh, after here, now, uh, eh? Th those things. Yeah, I know it expresses differently among ladies and among gentlemen. It expresses quite differently. But let me tell you, your dignity doesn't really amount to much in his presence. Turn to your neighbor and preach for me and tell him, lose your dignity.
and Adam and it is okay. Hallelujah. And so when Jesus heard the son of Timaeus calls, call, when Jesus heard that this man was willing to shout above the noise, when Jesus heard and saw that there was someone among the crowd that was willing to disorganize, distort, and become undignified, the Bible says he stood. And just imagine him walking. And all of a sudden he's like, Peter, did I hear something? What? No, there's someone calling me. It's like, Jesus, there are lots of people. You are popular. Everyone is calling on you. No, 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 no. There is a call that is different from all other calls. There, there is a demand that is being expressed by someone among the many. And so, he commanded, and he said, I hear a voice, I hear someone pleading for mercy. So he tells the followers, don't you like it? The same guys trying to silence him are the same guys that Jesus is telling to bring him. Hey, you'll get it. And when he came near, Jesus asks him, saying, What? Now mark this statement. What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? What do you want me? What do you, singular? What do you want me to do for you. And Bartimaeus says, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus says to him, receive your sight, for thy faith has saved you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, here is a very important point for you to understand. Because brothers and sisters, Jesus may walk in the public, he does his work, yes, in the public, but Jesus deals with individuals. Listen, we might sing, touch us, touch. But when he comes to touch, he touches you. This explains the reason why someone next to you could be in having an encounter in tears and seeing angels. And, and for you, you are like, oh, what's going on here? Now why is he crying like a big man? Why is he, why is he doing all those? Because listen, he works in public, but he deals with an individual. Yeah. 
And so we could be too many. Today might be for simply one person. And we all came to facilitate an encounter. Ah, Father, let it be me. Because someone understands what is going on and then presses into the flow. And as he presses into the flow, the crowd looks and says, what is this guy doing? And he says, I don't care what your questions are. I don't care what your comfort zone is. I am, I am not ashamed of what names you might call me because I know one thing. If he hears my voice, he will call my name. If he hears my voice, he will call my name. Because we might be so many here. But listen, when he begins to work and touch, it's the individual he is looking for. No, 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 not all, no, no, I, mean, I mean, not all of us, not all of us, just, just me. So, you came with whoever you came with, but understand it is you. It is you who is going to go back the way you came, or it is you who is going to go back changed and touched, and oh, it is you. Hallelujah. And so, Jesus looks at this man. Says, what do you want? Says, Lord, give me back my sight. And Jesus is like, yeah, you went on my program today. You went part of the schedule today. But man, you just demonstrated a faith that is irresistible. Oh, and I see some people in this house tonight. That are saying, Lord, even if you won't touch anybody else, here I am, don't leave me. And so, immediately, Bartimaeus receives his sight and begins to follow Jesus, glorifying God. Now, look at what happens. As he begins to follow and glorify, he's been touched and met, encountered with Jesus, all the people. All the people. The ones who are keeping him silent. The ones who are, who are now beginning to say, when they saw it, they began to praise God. Because what God does for you as an individual ends up becoming an art and a point of praise for many others. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so, never allow, please, never allow the complacency of those around you to embarrass your fortitude. Let me say that again. Never allow the complacency of those who are around you to embarrass your fortitude. Because I'm telling you, when you begin into this thing of being serious with your God, people are going to begin to look at you funny. They are beginning, they will they'll begin to speak some words that are actually hard. 
or discouraged. You, 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 you look like you are the one out of place. But in, in actual sense, you are looking for something they cannot understand or tell. But, but, but you look as though... But listen, brothers and sisters, never allow the complacency of those around you to embarrass your fortitude. No. Because at the end of the day, when we come in a crowd like this, <laughs> there, there will be only four categories of people around us and around Jesus. There will be the spectators. Those who look and see what's going on and they're like, yeah, I was there. Hmm, he did it. And then you will have the storytellers. My, my, okay, let me tell you the service today. Oh, it was glorious. It was powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they will tell you all the nitty gritty, but the truth is they remain as they were. And of course, there will be skeptics who are like, like she was, he was just too much today. Did, did you hear? Like, the, the, let me tell you, there's not a someone that can end and no one can critique it. Like, you will, there will always be people who are skeptic. And then, they are beneficiaries. So my question is, who are you today? Among the four, who are you, where is your place among these four? And we just looked at the determining factors. So, you came in church tonight. You left wherever you left. You decided, uh-uh, this evening, I don't care what I have in the morning. This evening, I am coming. Now that you are here, now that you came, now that you are here, are you going to go back the same way? Or are you going to stand up on your feet and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I want something. Lord, don't leave me the way I came. Lord, I need your hand. Lord, I need your intervention. Are you just going to, 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 to just let it be the way it is? Or are you going to lift up your voice and lift up your hands and say, Lord, if it, I'm going to be wasted tonight, I'll be wasted. I need someone on the drums. I need someone to help me here. I'm going to say, God, I need your hand. I need your help. I need you to touch me. I don't want you to leave me the way I came. I don't want to be the same way I was. Are you going to cry out to God? So lift up your hands right now lift up your voice and I want you to begin to call upon the one that can help you the one that can lift you the one that can do what no man can do come on I want someone in the house tonight to try something you've never tried before in the presence of God I want you to try something that will say this is my way of being aggressive before you my God this is my way of standing out of the crowd tonight. This is my way of being different from the others. This is my way of saying, no, I refuse to be embarrassed. This is my way of demonstrating my faith to you, Pakashete. This is my way of being aggressive in your presence, Lord. This is my way of saying, I need you to meet me, Lord. 
this is my way of saying if you don't help me, I won't be helped. This is my way of saying, Lord, have mercy. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.